Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, Steve speaking. And I'm afraid it's one of those ghastly best-of podcasts from the running commentary boys. But don't go just yet, as we have carefully distilled their marvellous three-hour Brighton run into one condensed hour. Enjoy. Let's go. So we're off. Good morning. This is Running Commentary. Good morning. We are in Brighton. We are. We're in Brighton. Very nice weather conditions for a run. It seems all right at this stage. It's 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 grey and chilly and not windy. They're talking about a, uh, a storm, but we haven't as yet seen one. Oh yes, yeah, storm Thelma. Yeah, there's been coming in of from a the US. Coming, yeah. We are going to run down the hill here to uh, slightly back from the seafront and then up. The hill on the other side onto the South Downs. Like it. And then over the Downs, down to uh, the coast beyond Rottingdean, this way. And then uh, along the seafront, and then back along the seafront, and back along the seafront, and then we're hoping to do... Back along the seafront, and then where's some water? I need a sandwich. Oh, we need the toilet. I'm really tired. Where are we going to... Basically, this is the long run that people have been craving for. People have been asking us... For a long run, because we did loads last year together. We haven't done as many this year. And it was quite funny. I said to Paul, I said, well, let's go 20 miles. We're both on the south coast. We do that. And he said, yeah, but it's going to have to be 22. (laughs) (laughs) We're meant to be doing 22. He's meant to be doing 22. I know, 22. So I'm doing it too. Let's see how it goes. Oh, I didn't take a photo of us. Oh, come on. We were so excited. Adhere to the protocols, dearing. We should get this, because this is the before shot. Yes. Um... Oh, that is the before still, shot of those guys. When we can still use phones. Looking good. Yeah, I think we look okay. Looking really tired. If we get really confused later, you're the red one and I'm the blue one. Yeah. So okay, we had another... Uh, so it's a long run. It's a 22 22 yeah. around. Yeah. Your classic prep for the marathon. We I've had another night together in a room, didn't we? So yes. a bit of a ha- I, do you know what? I actually found myself quite looking forward to it. Uh. I, I did, I thought, it's actually quite nice. Well, it was an upgrade. Sharing well. you, a room, it was we an upgrade. seen photos of our little skimpy single beds in the, in the, in the, in the in Bath. Bath. Yeah. But um, here in Brighton, we had a double. We were in the... Two, a double, double bed each. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> we double, doubled that. Yeah. We topped a toad in a lovely little double. Yeah, it was like challenging <laughs> your chocolate factory. No, it was... Uh, it took me a long time to get to sleep. I was saying to Paul this morning, um, I think it's coffee, but right. it could be just a lack of trust. Yeah. No, at a deep psychological level, I think yeah, yeah. he's going to murder me. No, you go to sleep, Rob. <laughs> yeah, I'll just watch you. Yeah. <laughs> you sleep on, mate. I'll just, just play with these forks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just keep my eyes on you and keep slapping my own face. Oh, no, this gaffer tape's pure coincidence, mate. You sleep on. <laughs> no, it was... Um, but you, because you, we were both... I was so knackered. We've been really tired this week. You had a huge sleep. I was awake very quickly. I probably had about eight and a half, nine hours. Which yeah, you said, that you said, and I quote, well, we've got kids, we'll wake up early. And then you slept till about nine o'clock. No, beyond nine, half nine. Yeah, brilliant. Amazing. Which, Amazing. I suppose to young, some young people is early. <laughs> yeah, but to me, that's a monster line. That, that shows that you need it, doesn't it? Absolutely. It also shows that if you're at that phase of marathon training where you just knack it all the time. Yeah, yeah. That's which is right. where I'm at. So. No, I think that, um, yeah, I think we're both aware of 
um, you know, feeling a bath half this week. And we were doing a bunch of stuff. But I think feeling bath half is a good sign. It means you use a lot of energy there, you know? Yeah. So, so it, it was hard. Excuse oh, me. Sorry. That lady got out of your way. Into yours. Into mine! Out of my way! You can see Coming that part. You can see that pub as well, right? Yeah. Well. Either that or I, I'd be already tripping as the hobgoblin. Hob-gob-gob-gob. Yeah, let's make the pub as scary as it can be. Will that make me want to come in? Yeah, it's Brian. It's Brian. So, yeah, how's, so your reco- how's your recovery been from the, from the bath? <laughs> it's, the bath I've, been, I've been really tired this week. And I, but but you know, mainly because I've been doing loads of stuff. But my initial recovery was the worst of it because I had this thing. Really enjoyed bath half, right? Yeah. And let's go back to it and do a bit more of a breakdown, I think. But, um, you know, now the dust has settled. Yeah. But just at the moment when I was basically on the come down... Right. I got my uh, time online, yeah. and also I hadn't got it. Everyone had got texts right. um, saying what their time had been. Yeah. I didn't get my one of those till the next day. Yeah, same here. Right. And, uh, and uh, so I looked online. I found my time, and it just said, Rob doing this time. Right. No sort of chip time, finish time, or anything. And it was the time I'd gone over the finish line. Yes. Which meant it was a, good, a long two minutes yes. longer than I'd done. Yeah. And I'd had a slightly disappointing time anyway. Right. So, and it, none of that even then would have mattered. But because it was exactly that moment, like about maybe two, three hours after the run. Thank you. I was just sitting on the train. You know, it kind of broke my spirit. Right. And I was, right. I was t- tweeting about oh. half going, how can you do this to me? <laughs> yeah. This was a special day. Chip time. It's ruined. Race time. Two minutes is ruined. <laughs> yeah. And then everyone said, no, look, look on the website. This is real time. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Thanks. Yeah. yeah, I've eaten a banana now. Everything's fine. So that was that. But I do think I wanted to give you this credit because yeah. I went this the bath half. We look forward to doing it again and everything. But... One, very busy off the top there, very hard to get a steady really? getaway. Well, and two, I think it is long. I think it's Every, Everyone long, who it? measured, everyone I consulted with who measured it on their own device, yeah. got 13, roughly 13 and a half miles. It's very hard to run the quickest route of any course, isn't it, to follow the line, especially yeah. when there's loads of people there. I think it's fractionally long, yeah. Yeah, I think we I don't that last year, didn't we? Yeah, I think it's about maybe. I think it's reasonable to say point meters long. Or? Well, I think more like point two five of a mile. I think it's right. about a quarter of a mile too long. Right. Or maybe point two. But then, you know, take that and put it to one side. I think also, I need to uh, understand that. I, I, you know how you got your your half marathon PB is from. Like almost in another life. Yes. Yeah? So yes. I really see this in you because you got. This is my second coming as a as a runner, definitely. Yeah. yeah and you got an absolutely superb time in Bath, and you could tell it to anyone, and they'd go, "Oh my god!" But you'll always have yourself in the back of your mind doing it faster than that. Yeah. In a previous life. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, yeah. Although with me, it's so far away. Yeah. It and, really is. And so it should be. Yeah. And also, I think that we have to recognise that all these things that made Bath hard to get a good time in also apply to you. Yeah. So I think you can reasonably say that your 85-minute run was kind of an 83-minute run. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's sort of a... It's a funny one, because the first three miles... It was a bit stressful before the start, wasn't it? Because we left it a bit late to get to the start. (laughs) Well, I did. Oh, the start, the start. The start, the start. Yeah, because we were waiting around in the charity village from about six. Yeah. (laughs) And then I realised that you were getting funnelled in with loads of people who obviously weren't going to be trying to do it. Yeah, if you're dressed as a shoe, you're probably not running it as fast as Paul. That's a bit of a given. Yeah. But that's fine. And then we set off. And it's just really hard work, isn't it? Yeah. You try to pick your way through. Yeah, in fact, I don't, don't think either of us were actually going any slower than we would have done. We were just running in a much more um, haphazard, tiring way. It is really tiring. So I got to three miles, and I was way off the pace I wanted. But I was also more tired than you'd want. 
Yeah. Psychologically, you tried to hard to nip and tuck and finding quickest routes between people and sudden s- bottlenecks and weirdness. Yeah, yeah. And then I found my flow, but it did slow me down, though, which... I just think it's not that bad a thing to be slowed. No, I mean, you had a... And you, then you compensated for that. Yes, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, we this is interesting that we talk about this now, because we're, we're probably slightly breathier than usual. We're going up a long hill we're now. Out long around, hill. I stuck this in early on, because nice, yeah. we can handle the hills, but also, this will stop us going off too fast today. Yeah. <laughs> not much danger of that. No. So, because so, I was overtaking people virtually all the race, which is amazing, actually. And it, for, yeah, for yeah. me, it was a lesson for London. Yeah. If you can get, if you get part of that wave that's just overtaking people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so much more fun. Whatever you do, you want to find whatever happens in that first half of a half or a marathon or whatever. You want to find a speed. And then stick to it, you know, try and stick yes. to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then as it gets harder later on, when it's hard, it's got to be established. Yes. You say, oh, my God, I want to stop. And then also be thinking, oh, well, keep running. Yeah, you get your legs in a rhythm that yeah. maintains, although it's getting harder and harder. Yeah. It's like a default setting. Yeah, that's right. And you're thinking about it, but then sometimes you'll, you'll forget about it for a mile or two miles. Yeah. And, you, and you know, meanwhile, your legs just... They're just ticking over. Keep doing it. It's too yeah. That's right. That's why... Uh, all those tempo runs, which I haven't really done, are really good for you in training just to get used to running when knackered, steady, hard running. You know? That's right, yeah, yeah. But they're the, I find they're the harder sessions to do. Yeah. I think for you and me, these long runs are important. I mean, you're doing loads and I won't do too many, but if any, but... They're crucial. But they, I think so, it's not just the fitness, it's also the nature of the run. I think that you and I still kind of uh, greedy and competitive on the day. It's interesting that we still haven't ever recorded one of these at a proper race. Yeah. Because we always want to run as fast as we can. Yes. So yeah. I know good people, good runners, you've got good times. Half marathons last weekend, and they're all like, yeah, I finished and I had something left, so feel good for London or whatever, you know. And you and I were like, yeah, I finished, and then I wanted to lie down. Because <laughs> I spent it all. Yeah. So it wasn't... It's not a great training run from that point of view. Oh no, but no, but it is though. Oh yeah, because because that's what you're gonna you're gonna have to do that on the day, aren't you? Exactly. That's why I, I like. Some people treat races as training runs, and that's great. But I like to treat them as races, just run as fast as I can. You like to treat them as racists? Yes. Yeah. With disdain. Just assume. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really hot. It is hot. <laughs> I'm wearing well, just the short sleeve running top really and carrying a map, which is to me quite comic. I, I, I so get my... more irritated. That'll become a fan later on in the run. I'm prepared to bet here right now. Yeah. I'll bet you a pound that the only person who has an issue with this map is you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, going back to your, um, you know, record in the past that sort of stands yeah. like a kind of glass shield behind your yes, yeah, new yeah. record. I think I have to accept that's also true of my half marathon PB. Yes. I don't think that my fast one from years ago now is anything to do with my fitness, you know. And I need to disregard it because I basically think that if I'm at physical peak, yeah. I can the line for me is one hour thirty five. Yeah. And all my marathon times except one sit at one or two minutes either side of that line. Right, right. Including my halfway through a marathon times. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of almost an unburdening to recognise that, you know. I didn't realise I'm talking. You're 88. Yeah. Yes. My 88. From the Royal Parks Half Marathon. Back in the day, back, back in the day. Back in the day, my 88. I Mine's should've... my 79. Yeah. Which you from got... years ago, when I was 17. In 1979. Yeah, in 79, around 79 at Darlington. You get your first real PB. <laughs> was it in Darlington? I think it was in Darlington. Yeah, I could yeah. have run at great speed in Darlington, but that's a completely different story. Lots of people find themselves suddenly sprinting in Darlington. <laughs> Get away from me! <laughs> Dallow! I like Dallow. But that was a different... 
that, that wasn't me. Nope. That was someone completely different mentally and physically. That's right. I remember starting off. It sounds boastful, but it's just a different person. I ran 5.20 for the first mile. Yeah. Tried to slow it down and ran 5.15 for the second. <laughs> that's not... That says something, That's never going to happen anymore. No, no. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's, that's over. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and I'm cool with that. Yeah, yeah. So you, were part, you were basically part canine at that point. Yeah, I was... <laughs> I was not the same person. No, and in a way, you know, it's a metaphor for life in general. It's... Uh, you, we are just more in control of who we are. There's less mystery. You can't accidentally run something much too fast anymore. Yeah. It's just this awareness. We're just growing up, aren't we? Yeah. And, you, you tend to, and, and also, if you do the same training now as you did two years ago, you will be slower. Do you know what I mean? It's that kind of... Yeah, that's, a, that's we, an accurate but very depressing statement. You don't no, have to say it quite so boldly. No, but we just get slower with age. We will do. It's just yeah, yeah. life, you know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I get it. I just wish <laughs> I'd stop saying it. <laughs> it was interesting to me to realise I always talk about my injury and illness last year. Yeah. And then I realised that, of course, last year I ran Bath really fast. I was slower this year. Yeah. Exactly what you just said. I ran it better this year. Yeah. I was pleased with my run, you know. What, so your time was 1.37? On 1.37.08. Yeah. So I would love to run run 35. Yeah. But I don't think it was available to me on the day. I ran the run I was going to run, you know. Absolutely, yeah. And I was very pleased with my... Like you say, I didn't get into a steady rhythm because of the crowds until two or three miles. Yeah. And then it's all about thinking about and all about the pacing. But from then, like you said... I was overtaking for the rest of the race, and the last 10 miles, I mean, the last mile of Bath is tough, but I was, ready, I was ready for that. Yeah, and, uh, it's really hard. And, uh, the, you know, so basically the, the 10 miles between three miles and the last half mile, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Checked, you can check my maths there, um, you know, I just ran really steady, and I, I really did sort of put that kind of, this is hard, but just keep going. Well, that's really valuable. That's where the training is. Yeah, yeah that's really valuable, yeah. yeah. Although I totally messed up on food. Right. But we'll get to that. The, the, uh, the finish to Bath is it's a bit like London. Yeah. You keep thinking, oh, cheers, mate. Thank you. Thank you, Good man. You keep thinking, one more corner, and this is it. Yeah. This next corner, then we're in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it uh, just feels a little bit elusive. Well, I didn't get that that's a hill last year, whereas this time I knew that that last mile is... When hilly. you come around the corner, it's a long hill. Yeah. We're up by uh, uh, Brighton's old race course now. Nice. It's a garden centre, by the looks of things. So maybe it's a, still nice. a race course as well. It's good. It's a bit bleak, but there you go. There's the evidence. So we've got quite a long, gradual hill up there, haven't we? Yeah. Get us up onto the South Downs, and uh, we'll stay on top of them for a couple of miles. Yeah, that's great. Once you're up, you're up. So Paul and Rob made their way up along the South Downs. It was all rather windy. We join them along the way as they approach a chalk escarpment. Look at this on our, on our left. Yeah, this is crazy. We're right on the bit of escarpment is what that is. Oh, We're looking down at Rebub Lewis on the South Downs and we are at the top of a massive scoop of... Um, I wish I could give That's you a bit... beautiful. Bit of geological action on this, but I don't know. It's, it's, great. it's obviously glaciers were involved at some point. Good. All right, yeah, geology. Yeah. Good. Don't get technical on my ass. Um, so this is the most gorgeous place we've been since we were up in the moors. This is absolutely spectacular. We're on I the South Downs preparing for the London Marathon. I think I need to be clear with you, Paul. I didn't. We're an hour and a quarter into our 22-mile run. Yeah. And uh, I didn't start Runkeeper at the beginning. All right. Okay. So we don't know. Okay. Don't worry about it. We don't know how far we've come. I reckon we've come about. About six and a half miles, I would say. Yeah, I think how many... Because we're not running particularly fast. We'll do it based on minutes per mile. So uh, I would say about nine and a half minute miles. Yeah, that's right. I agree. So we need to do 22 times nine and a half minutes. We'll work that out as we go, right? Yeah, we need to. Do, well, you've started Runkeeper now, have you? Well, no. you, want, you want me to start now, do you? Oh, no, it's up to you. <laughs> or are we going purely on time? I think if we run for about... Three hours, 23 and a half hours. Yeah. Three and a half hours. How does that sound? Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. So, yeah. Great running for three and a half hours. I love it. Yeah. Um, We've only got two and a bit to go. If you haven't heard last week's, or last 
um, podcast. We've run out of Brighton to the uh, uh, north and east and run along the South Downs Way. We've had a frack out with a biker's gang. Oh, trouble. Dun, 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 Bikers! Yeah. And now we're going over the hills back towards the coast and and thence Brighton. And it's really fantastic up here. Rob's gigging in Brighton. I gig last night in Petersfield and Port Solent. Yeah. A little south, southwesty double up. How were the gigs? Beautiful people. The first one was the kids fundraising for a school, which was great, full of posh parents. Yeah. Really nice people. And then the, the next one was one of those really nice, rubbishy looking gigs in a cafe, but full of really warm hearted people. Yeah, they great. Were just laughing at everything. Lovely. Those are the kind of gigs you want. They are. It was just really, really, really enjoyable. I had a good time in Brighton. And, uh, Brighton comedian. Yeah, and people put lots of money in my bucket for Parkinson's UK. How's it going? Which is important stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I need to do a bit of a count. You don't have the big count of it. It's just a massive. No, I think we're into good four figures, maybe. Brilliant, brilliant. 2,000 pounds now. Hey, you don't need to come and put in the bucket. Go to UK virginmoneygiving.com slash uh, Rob Deering and sponsor us. Give us some money. Give me some money! Give me some money, mate! I've really been thinking about my dad this week for a number of reasons. Yeah. I haven't seen him for ages. He's on quite good form, according to my mum. Right. But I haven't been up to visit him. And uh, Cheltenham, Cheltenham Week this week. Cheltenham Festival. Yeah, and until really recently... My dad would have been there, you know. A big man for the horse. He used to go for a week every year and have a real high old time with his mates. So it's sad that he can't do that anymore. But good times. I've never really been a a fella for the horses, but I can see there's something really English about it in a way that I really like, although I never participate. There's just something, such drama, isn't it, when when you go to horse racing? Yeah, and its own little community, this own little world, and a world that kind of straddles upper yeah, it's and working class, yes, yeah. but except, there's no, except I think these days it's been co-opted by the middle class, right. which is the one class that just doesn't get it. Yeah. You see all that coverage on Channel 4 and you just think, nah, you're missing it. I suppose it's just things changing over time. But you still, I mean, on the odd occasions I've been here, you hear that, that roar as the horses race in for the final furlong. It's, great, it's a great feeling, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The power of it, the beauty of the horses as well. Yeah, yeah. My, uh, the other thing about it, when I was little and my dad used to go, is he used to be away for the best part of a week, which is very unusual. Yeah. And so at the end of it, me and my brother would always get a really good present. Right. So, so like really, it. apart from my love and missing and feeling for my dad, I just think this weekend in the year, you get a nice present. I'm used to getting a present. Was it dependent on how well he'd done at the horses? <laughs> I think it probably was. <laughs> yeah. I didn't notice, but yeah, yeah. Some years it was a Freddo, and yeah. other years it would be like three vinyl albums. I remember going once to, I think it was Ascot, yeah. and I just went for a day sort of betting. And then we had this guy, I was just with loads of people who didn't know anything about horses, and this guy came to chat to us and gave us tips for races and stuff. We thought, oh, this is great. This guy obviously knows what he's doing. So this is great. We'll just win loads of money. Yeah. So we, put, we you know, we tipped as he advised. Just lost everything, of course. <laughs> because A, who knows? And B, if you knew, why would you tell anyone? Yeah. And C, we're idiots anyway. So yes. it's a perfect storm, you know. But apparently, just this week at Cheltenham, this bloke found an odds-on horse, a horse that was, like, running at one to five, yeah? Yeah. So... You know, just a rubbish bet. But he thought, I want to make some money. So he bet a small time. This all sounds a bit dodgy, actually. It's like a money laundering scam. Right. But um, he tipped this small independent uh, bookmaker on the toe. He said, here's half a million quid. I just want to make... I heard about this. Make my 20%. Right. I.e., you know, get his half million back. Right. Make 100 grand. Yeah. And he lost. Uh, the horse didn't win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so right. the little bookmaker said, right. That's me retired! <laughs> yeah. And he left with his half million. 
Yeah, I was slightly racist assumption making him Irish there, but, but you the know. Irish did very well at Cheltenham, didn't they? And ultimately, we don't need an excuse to do an Irish accent, do we, Paul? No, no, we don't. We should most certainly we do don't. not need that. I tell you, those run compound fellows do not need an excuse, like here on the flinty taps. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think they, they, they stormed um, it at the uh, Cheltenham Festival. The Irish. Yeah, they won everything. They did really well. Yeah, yeah. There's a World Cup we can take away. The Cheltenham Gold Cup. So it's very... Oh, look, there's the sea. But it's see very it? windy, isn't it? Yeah, oh. I hope that's okay for you listeners. It's, it's this is like... This second podcast of the morning is immediately of a vastly different flavour to the first. Absolutely. Due to the incredible wind blowing well, off the tap there. I'll tell you where, where we should go, where it's likely to be completely not windy at all. By the sea. Yeah, that will be fine. No, that always, that always by the sea. provides a nice wind break. On down to the sea, with a brief stop to talk of getting high by running and a sad tale of Colonel Harvey. Oh, this is lovely and sad. This is an old po- old running podcast. Little stone... Do you, I don't think you should make light of this. There's <laughs> a little stone bench next to a little grave, a little war memorial, surrounded by daffodils who so just come at the right moment. Gorgeous spot, but quite bleak and lonely as well. It says, donated by Rotting Dean Windmill Walks. That's nice. The plaque commemorates the restoration of Harvey's Cross on 20th of June 1999, made possible through funding by the Harvey family to perpetuate John Harvey's memory and preserve the heritage of Downland. And originally it was to John Harvey Esquire of Iqual Berry in the county of Bedford, died suddenly on this spot. On the 20th day of June 1890. Oh, good on him. Surrounded by daffodils, that's nice, isn't it? Lovely place to go, but still, this is lovely and sad all at once, isn't it? Yeah. But that's that's what the country gives you, though, isn't it? It gives you those sudden moments, does it, of reflection, doesn't it? Absolutely. That's gorgeous. Yeah, it's it's the highs and the lows. It's bleak and beautiful. Come on, keep running! For God's sake! I've got to tell you. grid. Got to be careful of the cattle. Runner grid, that is. We should follow the cyclist. I reckon he knows where he's going, but I'm going to look at the map. This is exactly where, this is where it's really worth not getting lost. We did that. We came there. We're next to that house. We go across the field. Across the field. <laughs> yeah, and that can last quite a while. That can actually last quite a while, that runner's high for me. Yeah, yeah. After a good race. Well, what did Vassal say? He said after you'd run 100 kilometres, he just felt a, a kind of in... Like he's in a bubble. Imperturbable bubble of high for, for weeks. Yes, yeah. You know, That's why people do ultras, isn't it? And you imagine. can understand, it's really about... I've been reading uh, Bill Bryson's A Walk in the Woods. Yeah. Where he walks the Appalachian Trail in America, it's 2,000 miles. Which Scott Jurek recently ran. Did he? I didn't yeah. know that. Oh, yes, he recently is that written that. up anywhere? Oh, I've got to read that. Well, he, I don't know if he's going to write a report of it. You'd imagine he would, but I think he got a, new, a world record there because he's reached that stage in his career where... He's no longer young and fast. No. But he's old and he's just finding new challenges to do and he did the Appalachian Trail. Yeah. And it's just ultimately, it's like being a Jedi, you know, if you get into that into that um, mind and body set yes. where you can run 100 miles in a day or whatever it is, yeah. it's, just an, it's just a different thing. You've become a different beast, haven't you? Yeah. It's incredible. But, um, idea of ultras again but I prefer, I like reading Bill Bryson on it because he's more like me. Or also, this is another reason I've been thinking about my dad this week because... Bill Bryson, don't know, make me think of my dad. There's a lot of crossover there, and he would. I'd like to wish I could have a chat with him about it, you know, because it's all the highs and the lows. Because the, the great thing about Bill Bryson is that he goes and does that, but he also knows that he reserves the right to go. Actually, I don't like this. Yes. You know, and people don't do that. They forget no, that. No, he's very good at. Re- he's, he's very good at not being into stuff, isn't he? When he likes it, he really likes it. And when he doesn't, he just says, I'm not into this. He turns against it, that's yeah. right. And that's perfectly valid. And you're yeah. right, people don't do it enough. They kind of they have to sort of blanketly accept everything. And it's, it's often a bit more entertaining and truthful to not like something. Yeah, that's right. just be funny about it. And people don't let themselves do that, you know. That's me, my, me and my wife's great theory of festivals. I think if more people admitted they weren't having a good time, yeah. then... Uh, You'd start to enjoy it more. Well, the festival industry... Would be uh, would be really messed up. <laughs> Wait a minute, look, see that runner went that way. 
I'm sure we need to go this way. This will be the last map check. No worries, it's okay. We want to get this right. He gave us a wave and peeled off to the right. Yeah, see, he's going in. We can go either way, actually. Which way would you want to go? Let's go this way. This seems all right. No, wait, wait. What do you reckon? Yeah, I think we should go down to the coast straight on. They both, they will both take us to the sea. Right. And when we get to the sea, we turn right. And then uh, there's no... Uh, just roll. No just maps anymore. Just mosey on down. Uh, so, um... But, um... It's talking about walking in the wilderness. Yeah. I think there's something quite fundamental about it. And he didn't really like walking in the woods. Right. When you're right down amongst them and you're in amongst the trees. I think there's almost he a kind of like that. claustrophobia to it. Yes, yeah, And yeah, I think yeah. I've said before on our runs that when you're running, I think that we have a need for sky and space. Yes. And that when you want to get out like today, it's been amazing up on the tops there. It's been beautiful. And when you're up on a mountain, I just these, you know, a big slice of sky. It's like a... It's like a drink of water, you know, but better. It's like a drink of water for the soul. It's amazing. It's why people live on the coast, isn't it? It's just a sense of space, you know. Running by the sea in, in, in Newcastle the other day, I just thinking, I want to, if I'm having trouble in London, I'm going to pretend to myself that I'm running by the sea. Yes. Because it's, it's losing t- yourself in that vastness, isn't That's it? Right. And you really do lose yourself. That's what people say. They say that if you really. Oh, I also read this newspaper. Do you read about this guy? who lived in the woods for um, decades, stealing. I I saw that headline, but interestingly enough, just didn't bother reading it. (laughs) Uh, Let's go his way, because this is going to be... that sounded fascinating, and then I didn't bother. (laughs) But thankfully you did. So what was the story? Um, So he, uh, this guy, he's decided the odd. Yeah. It was a long story in the paper that is actually from an even longer book. Right. And he was about 20. Yeah. And he drove. He left his job. Yeah. You know, just walked away from his job. Drove away. Yeah. Drove a long way. He kind of drove until he ran out of petrol and money. Yeah. Drove into the woods. Left his keys in the car. Whoa, it's windy. Windy. And he went a full head-on wind. Off into the woods and he stayed in the woods and he foraged a little bit yeah he was quite a uh, talented hunter and fisherman obviously obviously new obviously quite outdoorsy yeah but yeah he didn't have a gun or a fishing rod amazing yeah so he got by somehow and gradually he uh, accepted that he was going to have to start stealing. Right. He found a very secret cave valley place. Yeah. And he lived there. And then he would burgle holiday homes down by the lake. Right. And he was really good at it. He was like a ninja burglar. Yeah. He'd... uh, What, nicking food and stuff? Nicking food, leaving the places locked up so no one else could nick stuff. Right. And then people cottoned on to him and they'd leave shopping lists out saying, what do you need? That's, that's amazing. And, but he hated that. Right, he didn't like it. Yeah, he'd, re- he'd reject that support. Right. And then uh, so eventually he got caught, but it was 25 years later. Wow. And he'd been living totally alone Yeah. for all that time. Wow. And it's just that... Quite a loner. Yeah. Quite <laughs> interesting character. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's like, they say that, you know, it's, people have always gone off on their own, haven't they? It's like Thoreau in Walden. And, yes, yeah. Um, in uh, Hindu, it's you achieve that level, don't you, where you give up possessions and relationships and you just wander and let the world look after you. Yes. And they say that it's about, for better or worse, you kind of forget who you are, you know. You're just a leaf on the wind. You're just existing. And the worst kind of that, you can also get the bad side of that. You know, if you get put into prison or something. Slip you know. into complete immorality, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and to a certain extent, it's what we're seeking out, but it's also absolutely terrifying. Yeah. I think, you know, these are the people, these are the Scott Jurex. Yes. You don't want to turn around after 23 miles, 25 no, miles, no. 26.2 miles, and that share is- that moment with a stranger. 
I just want to keep running until... That's the curiosity. Yeah, yeah that's the sort of... <laughs> but I am like that. Yeah. I suppose I want to run longer so that I can reach the stage where I share, where I feel like I do at the end of a marathon for longer with everyone else. Yeah, yeah. I like, obviously, I like being on my own. I like running on my own, but... All right. I really like the sharing afterwards and the chatting. I absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. love it. It's really windy. Are you getting this, Steve? Yeah, this is... Can windy. you hear us, Britain? This is brutal. Yeah. You know what this, this is, is, Paul? This is tough. It's tough is, stuff. Tough mother. Good training. Good training. On the hill. Feel, feel like air. No matter what happens in London, it won't be as windy as this. Feel that bohemian righteousness just breezing off Brighton. Yeah, that's just right. Inhale it. Uh, yeah. Inhale the it. good thing about this air is it's definitely vegan. Yes. That <laughs> vegan air. Talking of vegans, yeah. do you fancy a Starburst? You go for it. I've got, I've got a few. I might have some later. I might have one now. Go for it, mate. Yeah. I just, just as I fancy it, you know, I'm not Enjoy being... It. Try not to be too crazy about it. I can't, I can't get it. I can't get them! I've got, got my Starburst! <laughs> so... We were, I know exactly it's between this stupid bit of paper and my hotel room key. Come on. So this feels like the good sort of rhythm part of the run, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, you've been running for a long time. You feel comfy. Nice yeah. and soft underfoot. This I feels do. okay, doesn't it? I feel absolutely fine. I can do this. It feels right now like I can do this all day. Yeah. I mean, the very fact that I can't get the Starburst, Starburst and now I can't get that pocket shut again. Yeah. And all of that is happening... And I'm still smiling, you know. Yeah. I'm not at the ah! stage. Yeah. Not like you dropping your sweet. That was tough. Tough moment. Tough times. Can I say? I, at I the point when the you dropped that sweet on that marathon, you sounded the same as that van driver who <laughs> you ran across. I can tell the story without using the words. I will. Yeah. Okay. I mean, long-term listeners will know it, but talking about. I think it's an article of faith for running. You're talking about frustrating moments. Running marathons. <laughs> About the 22 mile point of one of my early marathons when I'd been following the Hansen method, I hadn't been doing enough long runs. Mm-hmm, oh, and a bit of a dig. Mm-hmm, and uh, this innocent, wonderful child offered me a jelly baby. Incidentally, I found this uh, for the bath half. I reversed my normal high fiving. I found myself high-fiving more later on in the race to give me strength. Yeah, yeah. Because normally I do it early on to relax me. And, and earlier on, and then and later on you think it's going to take too much energy. I found myself using the high-fivers as kind of charges of energy. A little jump, yeah, To give me good. a bit of a boost. Mind this bump. Yeah. So, 23-mile point, he's holding out a jelly baby. <coughs> I reach out, absolutely exhausted. Yeah. Taking anything at this point from the crowd. Yeah. Sweets, liquid, anything. I dropped the jelly baby. I looked down and saw it and swore loudly. You swore as hard as you could. Yeah, swore as hard as I could. You got about as most swear as you get out of one syllable. Yeah. Virtually in the face of this pure child, of this poor child. Yeah. Just, uh, no longer pure once that child yeah, heard that word. Yeah, forever sullied by his confrontation with this salty, sweaty, angry man yeah. who hadn't trained enough. Northerner, don't forget Northerner. Northerner. <laughs> in London. And I, just the effort needed to bend down and get the jelly bay was so huge. And I just had to instantly apologise to the child and his dad who was with him looking on me with absolute horror. Yeah, yeah. What did you do? As I then quaffed the jelly baby and shuffled on my sorry way. <laughs> it's a state of mind to try and avoid. Yes, it is undoubtedly. Which is why it's good to have a Starbucks. Have you had one? No, I couldn't get one. Oh. I'm going to go ahead of you, get a picture of you as we leave the downs. This has been a lovely stage of the run. Can I run backwards? Can he do it? There you go, coming down off the grass, getting to the sea. It's been great. It's an important stage. I just want to see how far, how long it is. What time is it? Where's the clock? A run to the sea. We've been going for almost exactly higher. Two hours. Right. And we get to the sea. It's a bit like uh, Apocalypto, isn't it? And they weren't kidding. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's pretty, pretty severe around here. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it really is. We're crawling along into this wind. In all seriousness, this is, watch out. Yeah. This is, that was a little so poo warning for Paul. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is really good marathon training. Amazing marathon training. Because we are basically, in a slightly different way, expending all the energy we will on marathon day. Because yeah. we're running over hills, we're running over, well over 20 miles, and we're running in soft underfoot, which is nice. Yeah. But no windy, pounding. windy weather. And uh, I feel good. Yeah. I kind of thought that I would, James Brown style. Yeah. I think that for us, it's very much a comparison with our 20 mile last year. And we felt good then as well. At this stage? Yeah. At this stage, but it's, it's not quite so warm to, uh, to hot today, is it? No, and it's a little bit, um, hopefully a little bit more like London in that as we go into the home straight, we know where we're going, you know? Yeah. What we're going to do now, new listeners, is going to run from here to Brighton Pier, and we'll just look at the clock. And then just see and how And based on yeah. that, we'll see how much you want to add. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go see how much more we want to do. Yeah. Halve that, run that far towards home of that. Right, right. We're looking for a total run of about three and a half hours, I reckon. Yes, exactly. Which is, which is enough time, is it, bruv? How long we run so far? Two, two and a bit. Last time I looked, which is I think roughly 20 minutes ago, I won't look now just right because of trying to get a bit of rhythm going. So we've run about two hours 20. Yeah, that's about right. Do you need the toilet, by the way? No, I don't. Absolutely. There's one here. I don't either. Well, actually, I want my little wee 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 wee. Like a child. Yeah, down here. Like wee wee. Daddy. <laughs> daddy, <laughs> wee. daddy, wee wee. I might as well go while we're here. Yeah, might as well. Might as well. <laughs> We're back. Yes. Now, when Paul said on the hills, I think this might be the storm coming in, I thought I thought it was an exaggeration, but I think you're right. Yeah, it could well be. It's yeah. really uh, pretty full on. Oh, look, there's a cafe here. Oh, it's just, oh that'd be these nice. cafes. Full English, yeah. You know, so talking about getting my family out and walking to these places, they're so lovely when you're running and things so great. And if you walked here with the family, I think you might find that this cafe a little bit bleak and disappointing. But there's something about seaside cafes, isn't there? Yeah, the whole British seaside is just, there's a sadness to it because people go abroad now and they didn't before. It's a falling well. into decay, but it's still, <laughs> it's still existing, isn't it? I it's really went backwards towards the top of those steps there. Yeah, Some yeah. risk. Yeah. It was dangerous. Ah! I was just going to say, I really remember that from when I was little. Uh, that sense of being out in the wind yes, and just going inside. And it's just such a relief. Getting a bit of shelter. It's been yeah. blowing in your ears forever. So this is interesting. I know this road, but right. I've never come this far down it. So this is your normal run when you're in Brighton? Yes. When you stay here with the common. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I normally run along this out, yeah. then up and down the cliffs back. It means oh, you're coming okay. back on a downhill and... Uh, you get a great view. It's really wonderful. Nice. I did it in the uh, 
in the heat a couple of summers ago and I went so fast. Right. I was like, wow, I think that was my fastest, fastest ever, ever. Got back to the hotel and I got my little run keeper out and it said, you have run 300 meters. Nice. It was a real battle. Liar. I felt like Barry Castanoda then. No, I haven't got the evidence. Barry's an interesting case, isn't he? A few people like that where his... He seems to be having problems with his hour barriers, doesn't he? Yes. He did the marathon, his first marathon in... Was it four hours and a... And four a hours and 30 seconds, seconds yeah. yeah. And then he did the half at Bath in two hours and... 20 odd seconds or something. Well, the thing was that his his Garmin said, you did it. And the bath half said, you didn't do it. (laughs) You didn't do it. So, because as as you know, my first ever run with with any other people was with you two. And you're like just the two ends of what it is to have a relationship with how far you're going, you know. Yeah. It's brilliant. But this is what I like about this is I do like running just for time yeah so we don't know how far we go we're just running for a long time I like that yeah 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 it's just simple isn't it no I mean that is the training isn't it because we're basically we're not running as far as we'll run on April 23rd but unless something goes wrong we're running for we're running for more a lot more time yes yeah these cliffs are big they're amazing aren't they yeah should we just climb up one yeah why not let's give it a go I don't see why not I don't think that would go wrong I'm actually, I'm not really, but let me just float the idea. I'm semi-considering running London without a watch. I think you should do it. Because there's so much information coming at you in London. Absolutely. There's so many times, there's so many time reference points. Well, this is what I would do. I don't run with a watch at all. I never do. I measure our runs on my phone. Right. Normally. Yeah. And uh, I would, I'll measure, when we do events, I stick my phone on for reference. Right. But it's always just, it's just backup, really. Yeah. Because they're going to tell you how quickly you did it. And you kind of know, you get to know your body, you sort of know through perceived effort how fast you're going. It's more, you, you, you sort of get better at fine-tuning how much energy you're expending and how much you've got left and stuff, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes the watch only complicates and tires you out because you end up lost in a subtractions and yeah, sums yeah. a bit, you know. Well, I think that that's exactly right. I think that that's the lesson of the running machine. I always kind of almost gleefully get on a treadmill doing the maths, how fast do I need to go, Right. changing kilometres into miles, Yeah. and then you set off... You start stressing, you start sweating, you start yeah. getting bored, yeah. and suddenly the maths is like a cheese dream. You're like, oh, so it's 1.6 times yes, yeah, 10 yeah, minus yeah, yeah, 3. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And really, it's just a lesson in how you shouldn't be thinking of that stuff. Yeah. You should be a leaf on the wind. Because you know... Let it go. You know if you've got anything left, and you know, basically in London... There's so many time checkpoints. Yeah. You there's, just too let, much, there's too much information. Just let your steady old legs do the, do yeah, the yeah, thinking yeah, about yeah. it. I'll have a little think. I might do it. But then at the same time, you got that panic of, is there a time, is there a clock at 25 miles? But when it comes what down to it, you know, you're, um, we're very lucky because in London, we start on the line. Yeah, that's so amazing. all the clocks it's amazing. are directly related to our run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can find out how, how long it's taken you every single mile. Yeah. Yeah. Except at 26. There's one at 25, isn't there? Is there? Yeah. Because there's always that sort of just gap right near the end where yeah. you're a little bit holding on for the finish, aren't you? But surely, at that point, by then it's done and you dusted. go as fast as you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which isn't very fast. Yeah. By then it's a done deal, hopefully. That's right. So, I can feel this in my knees now. Yeah, and also because c- you're on the hard surfaces. That's right, and they're not. That's right. That's a real direct reminder. You've got on the concrete now. And I think they feel as much. They feel a little bit closed in. You know, I feel. I think I'm feeling the. The poor form of going slow. Right. You know, I feel a little bit like we're I'm not running in a little curve rather we're than We're not actually straight. going that slow. No, we're going we're steady. We're going okay now. Actually. Yeah. 
no wind for a second. Enjoy yeah. that. There's a very optimistic little sp- uh, um, playing <laughs> field, a little cage for five-a-side and basketball. I know now into the wind again. Concrete patch among the cliffs. But you know, the important thing with all this concrete is it's holding the cliffs back. I think there used to be a little industrial railway here. Right. It's none of it's very picturesque. No, it's pretty brutal. Yeah. And the tide's coming in, isn't it? Slush puppy at this little cafe. Molly's But it's great that all these cafes are open. And that there's so many people down here in this second-rate weather. Shows how much people love the sea, don't they? <laughs> they love that feeling of a... Historic rotting dean. They're selling that, aren't they? Of the... Uh, is it the negative irons, Rob, in your face? Yeah, yeah. Coming off the sea. It's amazing. Yeah. It's a different feeling, isn't it? Hey, if you like irons in your face, when we get back to the hotel, I'll just... Yeah, yeah. Clock you around the jumps. Yeah. Do you want it hot or just... No, that'd be great, yeah. <laughs> This is a great run. That reminds me of the old joke about the person who got their face badly burned. How'd you make them burn their face? I just phoned them up while they were ironing. <laughs> <laughs> um, going right back to the handsome method and everything. Yeah. Just to recap in part three, people wanted advice. I think we covered in marathon snacking, the pros yeah. and cons of gels, yes. the highs and lows of sugars. I think you're going to want something is the, is the fundamental, isn't yeah, it? Prob- most people will. Most yeah. people will. Yeah. And uh, we went something. over the handsome method. Going back to Andy and his handsome method, aside from our discussion of the method, what would your tip be to someone running the first marathon, yeah. hoping for three and a half? I mean, what the information we don't have is how likely that three and a half is to happen. Yes. I mean, that's like... That's eight minute miles, isn't it? Three and a half. Yeah. All the way. So you yes. need to be able to run half a marathon in uh, in one hour 40. Yes, I would say so, yeah. Yeah, without too much fuss. Yeah, just just. And then go steady. Just that steady pacing, isn't it? But a marathon, particularly your first marathon, uh, whatever you set up for the first marathon, it's like a birth plan. Yeah. When you have everything your first baby. Change, yeah. Everything can change. Yeah. And if everything or anything changes, you've got to forgive yourself. Yeah, you know. and also, uh, don't, think, don't think about it too much. No. Like, I, I realised that with a with bath half. The start wasn't ideal. Yeah. We're chugged in with loads of people. You can't find your rhythm. You're running slower than you normally would. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. This is just the situation now. It will clear. Yeah. And ultimately, any plan you've got, if it goes out the window, enjoy that. Yeah, you're still, it's having, very, it's you're still very, having the baby. It's very freeing. The baby's still going to come. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And those are the this two things. This might be a drama here. Yeah, we might get pro- Oh, yes. There's the waves are crashing in here. We're keeping right. But whoa! whoa. I want to Whoa. take a photo, but I also think we should maybe keep moving. Yeah, just, um, just in case we don't want to get, get the gear get soft. Yeah, it's the gear. It's the gear. I don't mind being wet, of course. Yeah. But <laughs> the sea crashing in. Yes, I'd hate for that expensive <clears throat> equipment to become damaged because the two of you drowned making running commentary. So, we have now just run. padding along. I'm thinking, you know... I don't want to run too far. No, no, you're I'm right. I'm thinking that we've run for three hours and 17 minutes. Right. So... I reckon if you run for three and a half. I wonder if there's a way through. Yeah, we should cut through. Just um, a little impro, impro cut through. It's going to be a bit of a hill if we do that. See anything. Right. I'm not sure I really fancy that. I think no, no, we'll go to the pier and left because that way we don't... You can get, get as close to the hotel as possible okay. before we stop. Yeah, good. Stop running. I agree. Ah, we'll go past the pavilion because that will also be picturesque. Yeah. I realise though, if we don't go that way, we're getting a really near the pasty shop. It's almost like a subconscious pull I'm feeling here. I, I want to go to the pasty shop, but I don't want to get cold. That's the I know, I know. We'll just go to the pasty shop and then it's just a half hour walk from there to the yeah. hotel. How does that sound? It's exactly what he doesn't want. Oh, tennis ball, here we go. To you. Oh, yeah. Still ball skills. It. 
Still got it. Still got it. Never had it. Still got it. Come on, ball skills. Oh, yeah. Dewey's going to take this with the left. Oh, my knee. There you go. We're actually playing football now with this. This is good. Ball. We're like doing dogs. Well. Running like dogs. Go, you missed it. I just realised there might be someone behind us whose ball that was. Boof! Woof, woof, woof. Give me my ball. Give me my ball. Okay, it was a good bit of grass to go back on the yeah. on the front now. On the knee sh- shattering. I think it was good that we embraced that little bit of dribbling. Yeah. One, because it's like the high fives late on the run that you talked about. Yeah. And two, because uh, dribbling is a nice balance to all the nose running that's gone on. Yeah. I think what's nice about this run is it's pretty hard now because you've gone a long way. But none of it matches how hard it was when we first hit the sea and turned no. right into the wind. We really felt Around it. the two hour mark. That was incredible. Well, what you get a glimpse of here <laughs> is how your form starts to change when you get really tired, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I start, that's when your upper body starts coming in. Yeah. You start moving but a bit more in your that. upper body and giving yourself a bit I more. think I look good. I don't, I don't register a change. Yeah. <sighs> I feel my muscles tightening, definitely. Yeah, it's hurting, but I think in terms of the way we're moving, I think we're going much the same. I think we're looking pretty beautiful. Yeah. Pretty groovy. Beautiful. The fact that I keep singing is also a good sign. So, listeners, help. (laughs) Help us. I think that we should, uh, even if we run from the uh, pier to the hotel... We're going to wrap up the uh, podcast for you purely because I don't think we're, we've got anything else useful to tell you. Thank um, you so much for joining us on this it's been really journey good. of pain. We're going to we'll continue for another 10 minutes, but possibly in silence. Yeah, yeah, we'll let you know how it goes. But um, it's been it's, about of course, miles. it's not just about London, you know? We want to know about your heart. Well, we want to know about your heart. Bright, the Park Brighton Marathon. There's loads of people doing Manchester. Yeah, yeah. It's the season for the spring marathons. Yeah. People go to Boston. We want to know all about these marathons. Paris. Uh, Marathon de Sable. Yes. I don't think too many of you will be doing that unless you got a few few are. insane. And then uh, you know, we want to know about all of it and uh, and uh, we want to see you at seventeen miles for Starburst. If you need if you need any tips and you feel we can offer some sense of order to the We will always cover your questions even if it so ends much up wandering off into bad jokes. There's so much advice yeah, spinning around. We can only give you the benefit of our limited experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it all helps. And um, to the mix. Also, if you're at the expo, what day are we going to be at the expo? We're going to go Thursday to the London Marathon Expo. Yeah, yeah, we'll see you there. We might actually be speaking about, about yeah, half one, hopefully. Yeah, something like that. It's not fully confirmed, but we're looking at being at the expo on the expo stage. Lunchtime on Thursday the 20th. So look out for us. Not a show show. Or just look out for us there. Yeah, yeah we're not, I'm not going to bring the guitar. No. <laughs> I'll be buying my socks. I'm still putting out my running. If you're running, listen to music as well as podcasts. There's a new uh, runner's playlist going up every week. Like I've got to do that tomorrow. Yeah, that's great. And uh, I don't know, it's either going to be film music or The Smiths this week. Any requests? Just entirely The Smiths. Yeah, well, that's going to be it one week. Yeah, of course, yeah. I'm an evangelist for that stuff. No. It's better than you, uh, it's better than you think. That'd be great. And, um, yeah, I did. In fact, one of my long songs last week was The Cure's Disintegration. Excuse me, excuse me, thank you. It's getting busy again, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, it's been really nice. It's nice to see you, listeners, talking to each other about this stuff online as well. So, come in on Twitter and Facebook. And to the community. It's a community. It's, it's a community for us. It's, run, it's the run pod community. I, I like to call it. I don't really like to call it that. I never want to say those words again. Disastrous. So. Calling it a day then. Yeah. Signing off. Signing off for running on. Photo selfie to finish it in that case. Selfie to finish it. We'll get some more as we go. You'll see them. There we are. That's us. Well, did the boys do well in the London Marathon? If you search for episode 69 of Running Commentary, you'll find out. And if you enjoyed this condensed journey along the South Downs, do let Rob and Paul know. Twitter at RuncomProd. Hasta luego. Farewell. There we go. Oops, hey, I'm going to stop this.
and then you can talk about porn and filth. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.